Welcome to episode 90 of We The Gamer Cast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com and it publishes on iTunes and Google Play every Monday. Goodness, it has been a whole week of E3 craziness. This is it. This is the last episode of E3 madness that you're going to hear from We The Gamer Cast. So I thank you guys so much for listening this entire time. Monday, we're back with Ian Purcell from OK Beast and A Plus Anime. We're back to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, so thank you for being here for E3. And then we'll get back to, to normal stuff. I'm joined by some of my favorite people in the world. And before we get to them, we'll send our regrets to, or actually we assume Seamus Mullins and Alex Van can send their regrets. But I'm joined by Garrett Bland and my wife, Chelsea Capri. Garrett Bland, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Just just chilling. I'm, I'm ready to talk about some third-party stuff. Uh, but yeah, everything's been fun. Nice. And where remind people, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, they can follow me at Bland725, and, and now they can see me on We The Nerdy. Uh, apparently, now I'm a writer um, on We The Nerdy. I do gaming news uh, daily, Monday through Friday. Um, E3's been kind of crazy, but uh, that's that's what kind of routine I want to set at, just, just the daily news over there. So. I love it. I started seeing you post like these Google Docs with all the news and wrap-ups, and I'm like, that can't just be on Google Docs. Like, let's get that on We The Nerdy. It was so great. How have you found like I like I remember I used to used to do a little bit of reporting. Oh, by the way, we're also joined by Lincoln Capri. If you guys hear him, there's really nothing that we can do about it tonight. And I apologize. He'll he'll chime in with his opinions on on E3 2017. This is his first E3. Um, but as I was saying, I, I I've done a little bit of reporting on on trying to go like right from the conference information and kind of like type it. Out. I think we talked about this with Seamus as well. Just a huge amount of pressure of like creating the news and trying to get it right. Like, how have you found? being the so, the primary source of the news um so basically what i i look at mainly right now is the forum neogaf um they're they're a good base to go back to gaming news um a lot of people from there um post firsthand over there uh from different outlets major gaming outlets and they, they put their thoughts and they actually look through quotes and everything and i i hope to uh source them and credit them as well because because they did all the work over there and put them over there mm-hmm. in, in NeoGAF. Um, I also look on Facebook and Twitter as well um, on a normally basis, and I get a lot of gaming news from there. I, I try to make it uh, just just lists um, very quick for for people to uh, basically just get in and get out. It was like, well, I saw some gaming news. Let's let's look in here see if I missed anything. Yeah, or man. it's like I don't have time to go into other outlets. Let me try to get in here see see if I can get a roundup of news for the day. So. Totally. That's where, that's my format. Well, what I liked about it best was like I went into the page to ch- like check out one or two things. I'm like, oh, that I know about, and like I'm excited. And then I just kept scrolling, and I'm like, all this happened like today. What an what an amazing time that that so many so many announcements are happening all at once. Chelsea, how are you? Tired. I know. I'm sorry. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> it's nice podcasting with you. I know. I'm worried he's going to like start. It's crying just like he's on the moment, And then what do we do? That's okay. Well, quickly tell people where they can find you on on the internet and all of your quirky um, jokes about amiibo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can be found on Twitter at Chelsea with a Y Capri. I guess like the pants <laughs> twenty three. And and that I is all. Know. Well, I'm on Instagram and all that other stuff, but that's 
that's no fun. And sometimes on this show. Yeah, sometimes I'm here. And I think Chelsea should be guests on other people's show too. I'm just gonna like volunteer her right now. So if people sure. are doing That'd stuff, like let's let's get you out there. So today, guys, we are gonna talk about the third parties. Every other show that we've done this week has been pretty focused because we're talk we were talking about Xbox and PlayStation and then Nintendo. Today we're gonna go and collect all the other stuff. And usually this is a little easier, but I feel like the third parties came out with pretty pretty big conferences this year. And so we're going to talk about some of our favorite moments, some of our highlights, maybe if we have time, some of our disappointments, but we're going to lead with positivity. Um, and then at the end, we'll do the results of our predictions. But as I was saying to you guys before we started this call, the predictions, we're so bad at predictions. We always <laughs> trick ourselves into think like these are all no-brainers. Maybe there's a few long shots, but everything else is definitely going to happen. Uh, yeah, no, we're all, we're all terrible. So it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to dwell on how horrible it is. We'll have a good giggle, have a few shout outs for our, some of our listeners who sent in things. And, um, that's, that's the way the show goes. So, uh, Garrett, why don't we start with you, man? First, before we get into any specific highlights, what was your, of the, of the third parties, like who, who had your favorite conference? Uh, my favorite conference out of the three personally, um, I think Ubisoft yeah, did man. a great job um throughout uh i i they had some great surprises with um the mario and rabbits game um looking really cool um i didn't expect that gameplay at all from a tactical perspective mm -hmm. i'm like that that's my genre i love those type of games so having mario in it and it's going to be on the switch i'm like that's a day one buy for me yeah it, it definitely definitely um they had a great surprise at the end too with uh beyond good and evil too oh yes um, I, you know, I was never into this series. I never really heard of it until people had the buzz around. Mm -hmm. But when I saw that coming back after 15 years, and I'm like, that's really cool that they're bringing a, a great IP um, way back when. And it, they're really expanding upon it. It looks like they have a great vision for the game. Um, and the directors came up. They're really emotional, really passionate. Yeah, um, man. Overall, that, that was a solid conference to me. I totally agree. And what a turnaround from last year. I remember them being mm -hmm. the laughing stock last year. Of, Let's show you oh. a quick teaser and then we'll come and talk about it for 45 minutes and then we'll throw an Assassin's Creed movie trailer and then we'll have the director come out and talk. Like, it was such nonsense last year. And Ubisoft, I was just saying this to the other guys at the Nintendo, on the Nintendo show, like, Ubisoft has always been a little quirky. Um, but whenever mm -hmm. they, whenever they hit it, it's like, man, I'm so glad that it's so unique and so just, it stands out really. So I, I had a similar kind of like, oh, wow moment with uh, Beyond Good and Evil, which actually is not even, I don't really even have a fondness for that game. Right. Uh, I, I tried the, the backwards compatibility on, on 360 and I feel like the controls just don't really translate over if you don't have an original mm -hmm. sort of nostalgia with it. But Chelsea likes Beyond Good and Evil. She's the one who tried to get me to play it. So yeah, it's an awesome game. Have you even played the first one you said, Garrett? Uh, no, uh, I have it, I think, maybe. Uh, how how old it? were you when it probably came out, though? Like, let's. <laughs> when did it come out? <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> it, it's a PS2 GameCube game. I was alive. So. That's, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's, where the, that's where the bar is. So, Ubisoft was your favorite. Chelsea, do you, who, who had the best conference in your mind? Well, I don't know if I saw them all, but Ubisoft was definitely my favorite as well. They. Mm -hmm. I think all of my choices for this podcast are definitely from Ubisoft. So. Yeah. 
And I don't know if you guys saw Garrett. I don't know if you, I'm going to go, because I think that I would probably be right there with you guys with Ubisoft. I think definitely of the three. I'm hearing a lot of people say that Ubisoft won overall, like not even just on the third party side, that they had such a strong conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get into the highlights as well. But for me, I don't know if you guys saw the Devolver Digital conference oh, or like quote unquote oh, conference yeah, that was pretty good too oh I hilarious did. and i'm everybody i'm talking to either if they saw it they love it and if they haven't seen it, it's like what are you doing like stop watching nine hours of treehouse although i love what nintendo is doing just take what it wasn't even like was it 20 minutes maybe it was so short and so weird i didn't know it ended yeah i know because <laughs> the joke kept going on and they like, transitioned they, into that little interview thing yeah, they made fun of E3 conferences in general, and it was awesome. I was like, "This, this is hilarious. This is what, this is like the Comedy Central, the the Saturday Night Live, just at the end yes. of of these conferences." I'm like, "This is a great break from were, all this E3 uh, craziness." Everybody taking themselves way too seriously, and then these guys come and make fun of every single trope that there is, and even um, it reminded me as if like robot chicken and like the guys from south park all got together and kind of like they did their take on it like i don't know that yeah. the humor was just so and the violence and it was just it's, it was beyond anything it was slightly disturbing but still <laughs> it was like at night i was exhausted yep it didn't matter i just laughed my ass off on that and the timing of it too was so fitting right because it was yeah. so late it felt like even though it was on the internet um, it felt like late night TV because it was, you know, beyond, it was past midnight and then it was just this craziness. It was this R rated humor that now the kids are, to be, are at bed. Watching the chat too was pretty hilarious for that one. Like just seeing what people's comments were. Like everyone thought it was funny. There was no, well, I guess if you didn't want to watch it, you would just turn it off and right. chat about it. Mm-hmm. But I like watching the chat and we sort of made a realization watching these things where there's, I don't really watch a whole lot of Twitch chats or, or live streams with on YouTube where there's like a hundred thousand people watching it and where like we kind of were looking at going like what's the point like why would you even type anything into these live chats and and I realized it's kind of like there it's sort of like a crowd meter like you could sort of get a sense of like if people are laughing there's like a lot of LOLs and all that other stuff right. like you can kind of see like a general sense of this is bad or this is good happening and I don't know I thought that 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 conference definitely definitely stood out for me. So Garrett, we'll throw it back to you, man. If mm-hmm. I, and and just because you said Ubisoft was was your favorite, I wouldn't say that. Uh, maybe maybe you had some highlights outside of the Ubisoft, or are you are you all are you all on the yeah. Ubisoft side? Yeah, definitely. Um, from EA, I really like their their debut of A Way Out. Yeah, man. Uh, that game looks really cool. Really cool concept mm-hmm. of a couch co op. Um, I would love to play that with someone. And it's from the people who made was it Bro- Brothers Itself. Two sons, I don't know, yep. something like that. Yep, you uh, and it has a cool aspect of like you have to work together mm-hmm. in order to get out of this prison. And along with that, each of them has their own story and their own emotions. And it, it just gonna be, it looks like it's gonna be a great game. Yeah, it's man. A great preview. It's rare to me when I see a game revealed and it's and they they show a game mechanic that makes me go, "Oh, that's so cool." Like I've right. I can't I can't think of another game reveal this whole time. Maybe Mario Rabbids which we can get to, but like I've never really had that, "Oh, that's what you do in this." And that that's what gets <laughs> me excited. Usually it's like a theme or a graphics or something something else that gets me kind of giving that wow moment, but it was definitely the uh that style and also the way that the the split screen sort of kind of changes. Right. Yeah, like I actually forgot that about that game, and that 
is now on my highlight list because I remember <laughs> now when you said it, I'm like, which one was that? I was, Way Out sounds like it's a scary, terrifying horror game. And I'm like, I don't think I'd like mm. that one. And then when you started talking about co-op, I'm like, wait, that's the mm-hmm. one that I'm really pumped about because we played a lot of co-op. Yep. Um, and the split screen was so cool. Like sometimes it's like, you know, 60-40. Sometimes the split screen looks like it was on the top. Yeah. So I like how it wasn't just like Mario Kart style right down the middle. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. cinematic. Yeah, they started to do that a little bit with the Lego games, I think, too, right? Where you're exploring like the same. The, like, I know are. it didn't. It, to me, it didn't work. So this, it, like, it's a it's a bit of a risk to change the the traditional like static split screen. But I think it's gonna I think it's gonna do well. Mm-hmm. And Joseph Fares, right. who was the director on the on the game or creative director, I think, or I think just a director, he just shot <laughs> a whole bunch of enthusiasm into that EA conference. Everybody right. else was kind of like so bright. He was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, man. I share, and the reason I wanted to sort of expound on this one was because I, this was my number one highlight of the whole time. I didn't see this coming at all, especially coming out of EA. Um, I'm really liking what they're doing with, uh, with their originals and they're, them seeking out indie games. And I, they just keep upping the bar. And the, the one other thing I'll mention about this game was that it's funny how this small team made character models that in my mind look way better than it need for speed. And like the acting seemed to be better, like everything about it seemed mm-hmm. to be better than Need for Speed, and nothing against that game. I think it, will, it looks great. Um, right. Obviously, they put a lot of the focus more into the racing, but like the acting could, is horrible. Couldn't you do game. like a little better, right? <laughs> anyway, I definitely, I definitely share that uh, as as one of my highlights. Chelsea, you mentioned that this was added to your list. What else did you have on your list? Of well, highlights? Beyond Good and Evil, I'm so pumped about when that that mm-hmm. first scene with the monkey i was like what the hell is this and it it did not click for me at all that that's what it was mm-hmm. that that's the world and even the pig too because I, I don't remember beyond good and evil that much yeah but there's definitely a talking pig in it but i think he's your <laughs> sidekick oh okay anyway it's such a good game it's like the first one is such a good game it's such a good memory for me i remember i worked at eb games and we always got to take a game home if you were like the top salesman for the week or whatever you mm-hmm. got to take a used game home and our my manager was you know, obviously a total nerd. <laughs> he was like, Chelsea, you got to try this game. Like, take this home, try it. You'll love it. I'm like, ah, I don't know. It doesn't really look like my type of game. And I just, I didn't put it down. I think it was one of those, like, play all night till I finished it sort of games. And yeah. I, I highly recommend it. It's very unique. Um, and I guess I was reading, it was supposed to be a trilogy. And so now this is, like, the next part of the trilogy, like, 15 years later. Oh, like, I didn't see that. If they wow. thought it would be a lot more popular than it was, I could be wrong. I'm yeah. sure there'll be people that'll go, no, you're totally off on this. But I'm pretty sure it was a trilogy. This is the next part of that. And it just, because it didn't have any mainstream followers, they didn't have the budget for it. So mm. now, like, they're bringing it back. It's pretty cool. So I'm pretty, that's my number one pick for sure. I love Which that. Which is surprising because South Park is, mm. was you know, talked mm-hmm. about, and I'm super pumped for South Park, too. But, but it wasn't this, new, right? Like that's I guess, part, yeah. Right? Yeah. It was such a cool moment when, like, I feel like everybody was in the same boat during that Beyond Good and Evil reveal where, like, what is this? What's happening? <laughs> and then the title right. came out, and everybody went, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, that, I feel like maybe that's what we were expecting more of throughout the conference, and that's why you started getting this sense of kind of underwhelming, kind of meh reaction to e3 because we didn't get a mm-hmm. whole lot of those holy crap like the god of war when you realize like that was kratos and everything from from e3 last was that e3 sometimes i say things i have no idea yeah it, it's it was e3 yeah I, I mix up with with psx and and gamescom and all this other stuff so i'm yeah. i'm pumped for it too i i don't know i don't know did they say 
or any sense of when that thing is coming out. No, I don't there's think. No, date or anything. Not sure, and I didn't see any gameplay or any dis- description of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I didn't. So I know it's. It looks like open world. It looks like the lore is very built up. So I'm thinking it's gonna be an open world adventure. I'm thinking quests along mm-hmm. that line. Gonna be. It looks like it could be very different from the first game. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Nice. We'll see well, how that goes. I'm going to give a quick honorable mention. I don't really need to go on too much about this, but I'm going to give a quick honorable mention to the DLC that's coming to Steep. And uh, it looks like it's got some of the okay. Winter Olympic stuff in there. And I was saying to to Dave Moore from Dayspace that like that I I felt I tried I tried Steep. I got it from the library because mm-hmm. that's Canada. And I, I just felt like it was missing something. <laughs> I just, I don't know. People are like, what kind of library do you have? And I, my only reason is is Canada. Um, I I felt like Steep was just missing a little something. Like it, it was just sort of like do it to be extreme and to experience the sport. And like the Olympics kind of give it enough. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out. But my real highlight was The Evil Within 2. And I was listening to yeah. OK Beast with Blessing and Ian. Ian's going to be on the show, by the way, on Monday, so that'll be great. Um, but they mentioned, like, does anybody care about the Evil Within 2? And I just sort of tweeted back to them while I was listening. I'm like, I care about the Evil Within 2. <laughs> I'm that one This is – I was saying boo worms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a game, the first one, like, I, I don't – I shouldn't play horror games at all because, like, Dead Space and some of these things – I I really freak myself out um, when the when the darkness goes on and I've got the sound up and I and I also like amplify the environment like I really should just play this in the middle of the day uh, with the sound not turned up but I I tend to just kind of overdo it and I can really only play in like ten or fifteen minute spurts because I just get so amped and I'm like I need to like go like cool myself down or something I need to splash my face with some cold water it's so intense. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the evil within two is being like taken to the next level of crazy. Like it's just, right. I don't know. You could barely I even just, watch I it. I just won't be in the room when you play that game. I, guess. <laughs> I played a little bit of Evil Within one. Uh, I played it on hard. I don't know why. There I must have been an achievement to... or something. That or I was trying to impress my friends. I don't know. I really struggled <laughs> in that game. But I was very surprised to beat some bosses without any bullets. You know, it, it just just. Um, kind of like just pulling up traps and, and setting them up around. I, that's why I thought it was really cool mm-hmm. in Evil Within. It was like a little mini area, but it is a playground. It's like, hey, you can do, you can pull this lever, or you can set up a fire trap if you want. You don't need oh, yes. your weapon or or anything. You mm-hmm. just you just gotta work with the environment. And I feel like in Evil Within too, that trailer. I didn't know that was Evil Within too for so long because the tone was a little different to me than the it first was. one. Yeah. The first one was horror. It is a survival horror game. And in this trailer, it was like, this is a very convoluted, weird, um, outside of your your reality kind mm-hmm. of game. Well, then if um, you keep going, it, I don't know, I think you said you didn't beat it. If you keep going with the Evil Within, it starts getting really weird. So it starts out like, okay. oh, this is Resident Evil kind of thing. And then it's like what is going on and they've just kind of they i feel like they take where where the game left off and it's just it's very psychological which is always going to do a number on me more than just your your regular kind of like gore porn type of stuff gotcha gotcha yeah yeah man so i'll throw it i'll throw it back to you what do you got next uh overall i think the highlight from from bethesda for me was was the theme of bethesda land um i thought it was very light very cheery i thought it was really 
inviting too. I, I looked at some some tweets from from the major people over there. They had a Ferris wheel. They had a carnival <laughs> right outside the conference. I'm like that. That looks kind of fun. Yeah. Um, it was interesting to see a conference to have a a hardcore theme to to it to to their presentation, and I like their intermissions in between their gameplay trailers with this um, mm-hmm. amusement park. Um, it it looked like it kind of built off of like Nuka World DLC, DLC in a way. It's just like this happy, cheery um, type of feel. So I, I feel like that was really awesome. Yeah, I agree. I kept saying, oh, my God, it's Nuka World. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That was my best part of the Fallout 4. So more of that. Agreed. I'm all in. <laughs> nice. Yeah. What about what about you, Chelsea? What do you got on? Your... Well, I agree with you totally. Yeah. That was that was awesome like i I think everyone's expecting me to say that my highlight will be fallout 4 vr which i guess if we had vr does it do anything to like because we have a playstation like does it no i I mean if vr was like 500 dollars cheaper maybe (laughs) 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 but no i i mean i'm not gonna buy vr for it but if we had vr i'd be pretty pumped about fallout obviously any any more fallout in my life I don't really understand. They did talk about a little bit um, about the the developer mods or whatever that you can pay mm-hmm. for. With so I don't I don't fully understand what that is. As some someone explained to me that it's basically like DLC, but not really. So yeah, I don't know. so it's like premium mods, I guess you can say. It's right. with people who are actually from the development team work with people who are very skilled at mod making. And they just basically make a central hub for these mods. Um, they kind of just, like, recommend it. Um, I'm not sure how to think about it yet because it's, it's not out. I think, like, mods in general are pretty cool when they're free. Exactly. But, um, they want to bring, I guess, a structure to the mod community, which I understand mm-hmm. because I look at mods all the time on Skyrim on my Xbox One. I don't know what to put in. There's, like a hundred different mods and I'm like, do I put this, this pretty color pack or number five or (laughs) this, uh, beauty parlor, whatever. I don't know. Um, I'm glad they're, I guess they're trying to put some structure, some format to the mods. Yeah, because I don't know anything about mods, so that's very intimidating for someone like me who loves the game, and then I go into the mods, and I'm like, well, I don't know, I heard there's a Deathclaw gun, like, that would be cool, but I don't even know how to find that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't even know what to Mm -hmm. do, I don't know where to start, so I guess... If they're making mods easy for gamers like me, that could be pretty cool. I'm not I'm not sure I'd want to pay for it though. So I I guess we'll see yeah. what the actual cost is when it comes out. So um Yeah, what was the question? <laughs> I got follow four. I got I know, we're just we're just we're just we're just talking. Um I'm trying to think. I just had my and I sh- this is why I should write things down a little bit more. Um but I was a little disappointed that we didn't get the uh doomed sort of like regular standalone DLC. But as I was uh, saying that I remembered my last highlight, which is Wolfenstein uh to the new Colossus. Oh. This is another one. This is Bethesda, like I I've said up for a while now, that when they did what they did with Wolfenstein originally and then with Doom, like they just understand like the guts and the, the makeup of these games and I love what they right. did with the with the remaster or like the reboots. And now mm-hmm. with all of these sequels, The Evil Within 2 and what we, looks like we're going to get with Wolf, Wolfenstein 2, it's just like, okay, you guys were okay with that first one. They, they took a logical step of reestablishing it. Like, they got, like, 
kind right. of a, a footing, a new footing with these games. And now things are going to get batshit crazy. Like with Wolfenstein, right. like they had that cute little robot dog, but I then know. it's gonna he's gonna like flame everything. I was almost up. disappointed when they showed that first clip, and it <laughs> I know, was like, like the lassie clip. I'm like, I want this game with the dog, and he came out and then I'm like, oh, Wolfenstein, like that's not for me. Trying to like, like no, it's not, it's not gonna be cute. It's gonna be like scalping <laughs> Nazis and everything. I mean, I'm okay with that, but just I, I mean, I who still, is it? I'm if you're not, then not, you know, get out. Well, yeah, but I'm still, I'm still not a Wolfenstein. Like, I don't think yeah. I'd enjoy that game, but, like, if there was a game where I could play as that cool, fire-breathing dog, like, that, that's <laughs> awesome. Which yeah. I, I see that he's in the game, but I just want him as the game. Like, that's, I don't want anything else. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. From that trailer, man, I, I'm so glad that they're setting it in America, because it's getting that, that creepy vibe of, mm-hmm. like, what if the Nazis took over America? And um, I... I don't know if you ever watched the show Man the High Castle um, from Amazon. The same concept is when the Nazis took over America, what would happen? Yeah. And it's it's sort of weird how, you know, it's, it's something like in that trailer. Like, everything is kind of safe, but it's like, oh, no, there's Nazis all around. It's it, There's something wrong here. Mm-hmm. And when I saw uh, the guy, he's like, hey, can I get a strawberry milkshake? And it's just a dude with the swastika, like, off to the side. I'm like... Oh yeah, this is Wolfenstein, and I'm ready. I'm ready to kill some Nazis again. Yes, yes. <laughs> we should have. We should have more of this. And this is. I'm going to get a little hate for this, but this is the better alternate history sort of sort of game compared to. Did I say this to you last time? And you were defending Resistance. I can't remember. Oh no, I, I haven't played Resistance. Yeah, Resistance yet. overrated. So it's is overrated. the first Wolfenstein like an alternate reality as well? Or it's is, basically just like really what mean. would happen if like the Nazis like one. Yeah, like if they yeah. So the first of... one is based on that as well. Yep. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, but now I didn't know that. and now they've come that's over. Cool. I, that's uh that's pretty well I mean obviously that's not cool. <laughs> but the idea for a gameplay that's anyway, just to be clear, everybody here hates <laughs> yes, Nazis. Yes. Just so that yep. we're <laughs> The first game. Wolfenstein was was in Europe, and I think yeah, Wolfenstein too. They're just like let's let's bring it back to America. And I really wonder how the main character is going to feel like when they go back to his own country where he fell American fries. Like no, he's he's got to be in hiding again uh, with the resistance. I'm I'm super pumped for that game too, man. So good, so good. What's uh, what's last on your list? Do we get to get to go, every one of your? Uh, we can do a third highlight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. Again, the Mario and Rabbids game. That's the correct answer. I, I thought that game was going to be, no, trash. I, I, I think I'm good. I've never played a Rabbids game. They don't look funny to me at all. Yep. And then uh, they opened it up. They had the, uh, Vet and Miyamoto come together with, with model toy guns <laughs> and... It's like, okay, that's that's kind of cool. Let me see some gameplay. And it was tactical gameplay. And uh, it just, it felt right. It felt like so it's made right. for you, Garrett. Yeah, it was a good style, too. It was very, you know, it's Mario-esque. And mm. then you threw in the bunnies in there. I think they're kind of just cute and funny. <laughs> in a way, just, just sprinkle it in in there. Yeah. I don't know. It I, It very much surprised me. I think they're they're good as like sort of supporting characters too, right? Where I think where mm-hmm. a lot of the the hate was coming in is, you know, they're annoying on their own. Like if that's all that right. you're getting, like maybe that's that's a little too much Frenchy uh, minions type of as thing. As you say, they're kind of like minions, and no one likes minions. Yeah, again, like the minions movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, but where do they? Where do the? I can't even remember. Where do the minions come from? Like the Despicable Me. Despicable. Oh, that's right. That's why I couldn't right. remember because I haven't seen that movie. Uh, <laughs> sorry, someday we'll see it. 
Yeah, or the have you seen movie. it? It's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, yeah, this was this was an obvious highlight for me, and just the way that they revealed it with Miyamoto on stage was like, I mean, it's nice to see like a legend like him get such reverence, and like people right. basically like stand up and go like, I can't believe he's here. <laughs> um mm-hmm. it's it's awesome and he deserves every moment of that so are we get, we're getting that day one yeah i don't even like strategy games like that mm-hmm. and i think that i will really enjoy that game i will play the hell out of that game it's a gateway drug <laughs> and then the other thing is like it's, it will have simple like a simplified control style right where the the joy cons will be will mm-hmm. work like mm-hmm. we can actually just split the two things off and i'm guessing like i actually i actually didn't see too much more in terms of in terms of multiplayer um did you have any other highlights Yes. Um, so Far Cry 5 was actually oh, a highlight for me. Okay. I, I don't like the Far Cry series. Oh, really? Um, I don't like dying of malaria. Well, I played that one. What was that one? Far Cry 3? That was 2. two. I think you ended up playing 3, maybe, though. So I think I played 3, and I, it was just really repetitive. And I know anyone who knows yeah, that like, Fallout sense. is going, like, you play Fallout. How could that be repetitive? It just is. I don't know. <laughs> Um, and then the one, the primal, I don't like killing animals in games. I know Makes also kind of weird. Even the horizon, I thought I would have an issue with killing like the dinosaurs and stuff. The robots are fine, but yeah. like the screeching that animals make in games, I just can't, I can't get behind that. But I think I would have liked that game if mm-hmm. I didn't have to kill mm-hmm. cute little dogs and stuff. But this one looks really cool. I think this one looks very, um, almost like The Last of Us, which contradicts everything I believe in because I hate The Last of Us, so... I know. Ooh, bring <laughs> oh, on the hate no. tweets. Here they come again. Oh, no. Um, but um, I, that one was definitely a highlight. It was a surprising highlight for mm-hmm. me. I think it's a bold idea what what they're setting in, too, is, is in Montana country. And I guess a lot of people think that America everywhere is, is very much peaceful, controlled, and there's, there's police everywhere. Everything's fine. But when they explain, hey, there's a cult that covered this part of town in Montana, I'm like, that's believable. Because mm-hmm. up there, it's it's isolated. Um, they've had situ- real situations like that in America where cults have, you know, taken over territories. And it's not just a simple run-and-gun shooting because they're, they're civilians, too, inside um, that territory. So I'm like, this is a very grounded, bold idea from Far Cry. And I, I love the formula of Far Cry. It's just I love the repetitiveness. That's just me. <laughs> um, I like watching a Netflix show while while I play Far Cry. So I am down to play um, a, a game like this. Maybe that's what Especially I need. I'm, I'm a good TV in the background kind of person. So maybe I'll try it that way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's uh, that's so funny. I can't wait for Far Cry Six or maybe like a standalone DLC pack for Far Cry Five. For uh, we're gonna go north of the border and just find yeah. out all the the monotony and politeness that's happening in Canada. We'll have like America's what going, is going on. Going to shit. <laughs> come over here. It's like instead of like fetch quests and everything, it's like, do you want to get your name? Na- you want to help your neighbor grab Mow something from lawn. Costco? Like, do you want to drive over with your <laughs> truck Where's and have them pick up a refrigerator? <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. Okay, well, you know what? I think I, I enjoy talking about all the positivity. We're gonna we're actually not even gonna talk about disappointments. Uh, we're gonna jump into okay. some of the results from our predictions, and then we'll we'll pretty much just wrap up and call it a call it an E three. So, uh, again, guys, we are just real bad at, at predictions. And, sh- <laughs> and shout out to Seamus and Alex, who who you guys aren't here to defend yourselves, but we will berate you nonetheless. And I don't know. I don't think. 
Chelsea, if you don't, I don't think I got any predictions from you beforehand. So you're you're safe. You can just make fun of people. I don't really know how this stuff goes, so I don't really have predictions to make. <laughs> I was hoping for Fallout Five, but I mean, mm. I knew that wasn't going to happen. I was just, you know, fingers crossed. Do you think thinking. like Fallout Five is gonna like? Do you think that they'll just keep going with DLC, or like are they hard at work at Fallout Five now? I've heard rumors mm-hmm. that there's going to be a New Vegas too. Oh, right, right. And I actually heard, like, New Orleans or something, right? I don't know. Yeah. It sounds awesome. I, I need a new mm. world to explore. That's why I like Nuka World so much. Because yeah. it's, it's the same game, but new. So, I mean, a totally new game would be right up my alley. Well, the best thing, I love how you say, like, I don't know the inner workings of all this stuff, so I, I couldn't do any predictions. Like, when you, if you were to say, yep, Fallout 5 is going to be the thing, it would be just as realistic as me <laughs> saying Bioshock Rapture is going to happen. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I one of my predictions was that that 2K was going to announce, uh, which, mm-hmm. by the way, did they, they said they had something up their sleeves, and I don't think 2K said anything. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess uh, that they didn't show any new products Yeah, that's, that's uh, at weird. the show floor. So so I'll quickly um, run through the things that I said were going to happen. They clearly didn't. Um, Bioshock Rapture was one of them. NHL 18 gets the journey, which, uh, after we recorded... You're yeah, it was close, close, with Madden getting it, and as they released, as they were doing that reveal, I'm like, well... Fuck, of course. Like, that makes <laughs> yeah. way more sense than, than NHL. So, and, and I think Mitch was giving me a hard time about that as well. Like, nobody cares about NHL. And actually, to the team, like, they said a little later that they will do a full NHL reveal, but at the awards, like at the NHL awards, which is happening in a little while here. Uh, okay. um, I also said that Ubisoft will announce a EA Access-like subscription, which definitely didn't happen as well as uh, uh-huh. there's no new Mega Man coming our way. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Josh Stapleton at CRED underscore 81. He did say that Bethesda was going to announce a new Wolfenstein, but he guessed 2018. That thing, that sucker's coming this October, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, I'm very surprised about Bethesda's conference. They're like, hey, everything you've seen today will come out this calendar year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you going to release in spring? What are you going to do right before the next E3? You You have something. Probably maybe at a PAX or a Gamescom, maybe a smaller game would would be awesome. But Mm -hmm. dang, everything they shown was this year. So I don't know. I feel like that's good for a publisher to do. I think that there's Mm -hmm. sort of like a different expectation for the publishers and then the the consoles where I actually don't – like I'm starting to come around. I used to give Sony a really hard time and I actually still think that anything that says like – Anything that has, like, a, a vague 2018 date, I still don't really like that. But if it says, like, early yeah. 2018 or even if they give sort of, yeah. like, a quarter or, or a season, that's pretty good. But I think that the publisher should be, like, this is what you can expect to spend your money on between now and Christmas, pretty much. Right. With a few exceptions right. of things that kind of roll over. So that was great. Um, Mitch Power uh, says... EA shows off Madden and FIFA extensively, but barely mentions NHL. So he knew that I was looking forward to this. As we're talking right now, I'm wearing a Hartford Whalers hat. So, yeah, obviously my love for the hockey game is just not going to (laughs) happen. Special shout out as well to Jace Baldridge at Jace Plays Game, a recent Twitch affiliate, by the way. He says, all games coming to Switch. So, nope, no points for that. But shout out for a lot of games are coming to Switch. A lot of games. (laughs) And FIFA look good, by the way. I think people okay. on Switch look pretty good. I bet it would look good on the small screen. Yeah, definitely. Garrett, let's let's turn our eye to to you. Okay. Okay. Um, Ready to you, defend. You said <laughs> you said no. 
<laughs> I think this was you trying to set expectations appropriately. And I'm right. still going to give you zero points for this, by the way. You said no Kingdom Hearts 3, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to defend myself here, Sean. Okay, yeah, that's why I bring it up. It debuted not at E3. Yep. It was debuted at an orchestra, but if you still give me zero points, I can completely Wait, is understand that. Wait, is that what happened? Yeah, it debuted at um, an orchestra that aligned at Los Angeles. So if same location, they're like, you know what? The the orchestra is here. Why don't we debut the trailers? Like, yeah, that typical Square Enix, you know, not putting it in E3. We just put it in a, you know. I mean, I think that's kind of cool for, like, fans who are really into the series would go to that orchestra concert and see that trailer. So mm-hmm. I can understand from that perspective. That's um, okay. Well, and I wanted to bring that up because Seamus actually predicted that we would actually see gameplay from Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. 3. He also predicted a December 2017, a very ambitious by the December 2017 yeah. release date. I'm giving him partial marks for that because okay. I think we got we got enough to award him that, but he's obviously way off on 2017. And the the jury is still out on whether or not what we saw will actually be in the game. So because, you know, yeah. it's still another three years out. Uh, Seamus also gets partial points for saying that uh, Wolfenstein 2 will be announced, but he gets deducted for guessing too late. He gave, he didn't Mm. give Bethesda enough credit. He said quarter one or quarter two of 2018. Um, also, I, I made, I made a critical error in mine. I, I felt like saying that the evil within two was too easy. And I'm like, this is, they're definitely going to do it. So I added a stupid detail to it, which is going to cost me here. Right. I said the evil within two colon the evilist and like obviously that's not what it's going to be called but i felt bad for you know it, it being it being too on the nose lastly one that we're we're going to talk to you about garrett i want to know your thoughts on on the dishonor 2 dlc okay um so yeah it is standalone mm-hmm. uh it is coming out in september which i was like oh wow i actually got that right but it is set after dishonor 2 so it is not set in between Dishonored 1 and 2, which I said. Um, it is a standalone character, though. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say 0.75. I was going to give that. you 0.75, but I didn't go to check the release date. So I'm glad you mentioned that September is happening. I feel like I, I'm giving you 0.8. I'm giving you like, like okay. five one hundredths more. <laughs> okay. And this is awesome. going to be this is going to be key because I gave myself half a point for knowing that the evil within was going to happen. Seamus ended up getting half a point for for Wolfenstein, um, and then point two five for for Kingdom Hearts three, because okay. he didn't really guess. Wait, did they get gameplay in it? Was it there like, was, it was like sort of a cinematic game? Like that's I didn't just, see is, any HUD. Was yeah. there HUD in there? I don't, I don't know. think so. It wasn't game. It didn't this say is, gameplay trailer. It was this just is why like Seamus needs to move. Game. He needs to move to a time zone where he can defend himself. I'm sorry, Seamus. You're only getting 0.25 uh, marks for the Kingdom Hearts, which means that in dead last is me. And then in okay. second to dead last is Alex, also with zero points. Uh, shout out to Alex oh, wow. for, for wanting the below trailer to come. I agree. Th- I thought it was definitely happening. Nothing from Splinter, uh, nothing from Splinter Cell, nothing from, from software. We did not get Left 4 Dead 3, unfortunately, at the mm-hmm. PC conference. But we did get sweet stuff from XCOM 2 and Lawbreakers with a date at the PC conference. Right. And and um, Age of Empires remastered. Oh, ignore E3 everywhere. 
Age of Empires Definitive Edition coming out. That's what I'm pumped for. I can't believe um, we missed that, dude. Oh, no. It's, that's probably going to be my highlight game of <laughs> E3. I don't care about anything else. Let me get my $2,000 PC 4K update. Give me Age of Empires Definitive Edition. This right is now. why, like, I'm looking at Chelsea, I'm like, this is why Garrett and I get along so well. When he came <laughs> on the show, he's like, we started, I can't even remember how it came up, but, like, strategy games came up, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, yeah, now, like, this is, this is our world. We like our yeah, You're RTSs. like Dwight from uh, off The Office. Like Dwight? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he came dressed as Kerrigan. <laughs> um, okay, so, Alex, you didn't get anything, no Galactic Conquest for Battlefront 2, and, like I said, no Left 4 Dead 3. Unfortunately, yeah. I definitely thought there was going to be something coming out of from software, but unfortunately not. So we've got a big fat zero for Alex. We got a oh, I I sell myself short. I, I've been zeros across the board. So Alex in dead last, uh, me at point five, then Seamus point seven five, and because of that generous uh, oh. five one hundredths of a point, Garrett, congratulations! You oh. are the champion of champions. <laughs> yes, I got partially one prediction right, and I won. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing the prediction shows and like it actually takes a little bit of foresight and some thought and kind of thinking like what's happening in the gaming world and then coming back tonight to talk about E3. It's been a crazy week. Uh, Let's let's all get some sleep, especially Lincoln, who just won't over there. He's been with us the whole time. Um, Once again, Garrett, (laughs) tell everybody where they can find you on the Internet as we close things out. Oh, follow me at Bland725 and look at my stuff at We the Nerdy Man. I, I post stuff at the end of the day, uh, probably essential standard time. It would be around like 7 or 8 p.m. I try to put, put up a newsletter, gaming newsletter. So try to see that. Um, other than that, yeah. Awesome. Chelsea? You can uh, follow me and look at pictures of Link. <laughs> at I see Ch- all the time. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> at Chelsea with a Y, Capri, like the pant. <laughs> 23 <laughs> do you feel like you have to i feel like it just needs to be done i feel like and then i go like oh yeah you're time. Look, yeah he's can't not believe these that. words are coming out of my mouth of course i'm sean capri sean like connery capri like the pants on twitter <laughs> uh be back on monday we've got ian prochelle from okay beast and a plus anime an amazing little chat from, about a guy who was born in america and he moved to Japan. So stay tuned for that, everybody. Thank you for joining me this entire week and like eight episodes of of E3 craziness over the last little bit. Plus, if you missed it, I had a 10 to 15 minute chat with the uh, senior manager of platforms at Xbox Canada, Paul Harris. That was uh, on the We the, or we the GamerCast feed just earlier today. If you're listening to this, actually, it was yesterday. Otherwise, this is episode 90, I think of We The Gamer Cast is now in your ears. Thank you again for listening. And uh, we'll see you all on Monday. Now it's time for Jason. Jason! 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 Sean! Sean! Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Sean!
Jason! 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 Jason!